0: this episode is brought to you by bullet wealth it's a new youtube channel it's got a lot of interesting facts about like financial advice it's hosted by scott merrick he's the owner of Wealth, a wealth management company and so he has the experience and the know-how very entertaining you can get a nice little financial segmented education if you go to bullet wealth youtube check it out this episode is also brought to you by sheath the underwear of legends it is the underwear with the dual pouch system one pouch for one part of the male anatomy another for the other part of the male anatomy not only is the underwear the most comfortable underwear you'll ever wear but it also has the most stylish designs and patterns the fabrics actually have a cooling effect when you put them on for the very first time. Your body will thank you because it's one of the hottest parts of your body. So cooling it down with these special fabrics that she provides is a nice experience. The proof is in the pudding. We have a 100% money back guarantee on the very first pair. If you don't like it, we'll send you your money back. Go to sheathunderwear.com, use promo code RPG, and save 20%. We appreciate your support. Back to the show. Welcome to the RPG Podcast. And we are live. Oh, God, Pat! Presented by Sheath, a time wheel production. What's up everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Robert Patton Global Podcast. Today we're going to be interviewing comedian, entrepreneur, sketch writer Ryan Long. He's blowing up on YouTube and we're very lucky to have him here today. We're at Skankfest in the Skankfest studios from Gas Digital Network. Very excited for this show. He's he's running a little bit late, but once he gets here we're going to get it started. Thank you for joining. Let's start the show. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Robert Patton Global Podcast. We're here today with he's a comedian, sketch writer,
1: entrepreneur, Ryan Ryan Long. Thank you everybody. Happy to be here. I would I was uh thinking about uh today that like there is um building like a building like a company from scratch is probably one of the hardest things to do. It takes a long time.
0: It's not, you know, yeah. it's like a, a decade. We're like an overnight success, but it took a decade to get here.
1: Was that, were you guys, how long was it till it got, till sheath was profitable? I would
0: say. I, mean, I know that gets a little murky. I had the idea in 2008 and then by 2015, I was paying myself. Okay. Like a thousand dollars a month.
1: Yeah. Cause you can, I guess it depends. You're like, whenever you're building something, it's kind of like, are you profitable? It's like, well, that depends. Like, yeah, can be. Potentially, but if I keep expanding, I'm not right.
0: Luckily, well, we we had done a Kickstarter, and then and uh, that really that was in 2013, so five years after the idea, and since then we've doubled in you know annual revenue every year. Great. Um, So, but what about you? Like, you did you know what you wanted to be when you like were young or whatever?
1: Well, I was uh like when i was growing up i was yeah i thought that i was gonna be in like a band okay so i was like i was in like this pretty popular band when i was a kid like when i was like you know like 18 we were like on mtv and nice so i was kind of doing that for a living like when i got out of college but i was also making like videos and dvds i used to do all these like like wild like tour dvds and documentaries and i was doing like a cable access show so to me like it was almost like i knew in my mind like i was like maybe like too cocky as a kid because like being like 12 I was like what are you gonna do is like well i'll be like a famous band like uh, so but i always kind of like even in the band was always like gravitating towards making like funny stuff okay so where were, were was, you the
0: lead singer or did you play a yeah instrument? i was i was
1: like drummer singer in the band and then as we got more popular we just got like another drummer and i just sang
0: that kind of helps with yeah. getting over stage fright yeah i i I did like a few sets of stand-up comedy back in 2012, and because just watching Rogan and getting—I've sure. been doing podcasts since 2012 right. on and off, so I've been doing it for a while. But we got—you know—you got that Rogan influence. What influenced you?
1: In a lot, well, in a lot of ways, what you said. Like, I think people think that like music helps with stand-up comedy, and it like in some ways does, but in some ways it's like because all of the, all of your like instincts. A lot of commotion over there hey a lot of uh, a lot of uh your instincts from from uh, music and that's not even just like the actual stage stuff but also your instincts like in the industry are like the opposite of what you'd want in comedy like being like a a young like musician on the scene that's like overly cocky and all that stuff almost like is good yeah you know being like a 17 year old rapper that's like, yeah, I'm not good. Fuck you. I'm the best. Like, you know what I mean? But if you're like a comedian with that attitude, that's like the worst. So I think that also um, my like persona that like suits me, you have to be like pretty good for. So it sort of took me a long time on comedy to like uh, sort of shake some of my like habits that I had from music and then get good enough to now sort of get them back again.
0: Were you transitioning like while you, were you still like doing shows and with music while- kind of yeah okay yeah.
1: but I, at that point i had a tv show yeah so it was kind of like like i had the band and i had this like tv show and i had like that so because of all that stuff it was like not that crazy for me to be doing stand-up you know mm-hmm. what i mean Did like, the, it didn't really it wasn't like out of nowhere it was kind of natural you
0: had to break up the band though honestly. no
1: with the, to be honest like with music like in a lot like a lot of culture that's why the stand-up you know the biggest stand-ups in the world a lot of times are like 50 you know what i mean but in music it's kind of a young man's game right like you're part of like a wave and unless you're you know foo fighters where you just become like a radio band mm-hmm. there's a moment right like every band for the most part we kind of had like a moment and we were part of this scene and it was very popular and then you know the thing kind of is getting smaller and we're getting older and uh It's it's kind of over. So it was like
0: a natural transition. You were probably making money doing the... I mean, I would
1: say if you think of bands, like 90% of them, yeah, we could still tour. Like, even now, we could probably still go play a lot of places and draw. But, like, it's over. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think I kind of have Uh, a good sense, I think even in culture, period, like I have a pretty good sense of, like, when things are, you know, when the stock's dropping, you know what I mean? mm -hmm. So even though I might not, like, make the move always, like, immediately, but, like, in my mind... You could tell, like this is kind of over now. I'm way more like honed in on that, but at the time, I think my like instincts already knew that, but I wasn't like so honed in on my like how I interface with the world because it's the first time anything I've done anything.
0: It's kind of well, not kind of like, but I used to wanted to be in the NBA, and sure. there was just a time where I was like, <laughs> okay, this isn't happening. So, <laughs> and I, but I, I guess I always wanted to be like some sort of businessman. I remember I was in, uh, you know, you like dress up for career day when you're in fifth grade and i put on a business suit and a tie and i yeah. was like i wanted to be the president of a company and so do you be- do you believe in any kind of like manifestation the law of attraction you know are you just you just well going- i think that
1: I've, i do feel like at least with myself that everything i like wanted to do Like I, I I do think most people like you kind of can do whatever you want to do because I've never, I've never said I want to accomplish this and not been able to do it. Mm -hmm. So for me, the thing that probably is it's more the opposite where because if you hyperfixate on something and you you know you're talented, I think that you can probably pull it off. Yeah. But I think that where the the like negative side of that is, I've been like hyperfixated and I'm like this is happening, and then because the world changes so much sometimes you you you're, you're stuck on what you're gonna do when the world's changing yeah like for example i really really wanted to make like television shows like mm. i wanted to have my like crazy wild like do tv show okay but i was so by the time that i was like in a position to sort of make that happen television was like kind of not relevant yeah. i was in canada so i think that now i'm way more like flexible in my goals and i try to be sort of almost like energy oriented like you know, kind of you know what your life you want it to look like. You know what kind of your general days and what you want that you like impact that you want to have to feel like, but to not be so married to like the what the physical manifestation of those things are. Yeah, because it changes so much. Yeah, you know how many companies have to pivot. If you were like, Pivoting. I wanted to make this thing and I was going to do it, and you're like, well, like the sentiment's right, but what if? I think it's better to be like, I want to make a thing in this space and i'm not sure exactly what it is so now i'm a little more flexible on that front and i had to i had to like force myself almost to fall in love with being like an entrepreneur a little bit because that's not really something i I don't naturally think have that and i don't i don't know exactly why but i had to you know even just like building a company and how to like interface with employees and managing a team it's not like something that i naturally get like excited about I You're almost, an
0: entertainer yeah that I think that's
1: more you're like, naturally get excited I've always been excited about like yeah funny things like something that's like you know on the pulse of a you know kind of culture I've always got excited about people that are is a little disruptive mm-hmm. so that part of entrepreneurialness I like but the the part where you you're kind of like growing a team you know you know what it is it's a like the initial building and idea stuff but it sort of takes a different thing to like manage things and tinker, and as far as like that part, I had to sort of force myself to start to like that to do it good. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Um, or do you like that part?
0: I, it's I, like you were saying, you kind of just got to go with the flow when it comes to what is. Well, I don't know. I I had the idea for sheath, and I and when I like made it, I felt like I knew it was going to be successful because I I really liked it. Like if you know something's funny then other people are going to think it's funny. And when you you started off as like a sketch writer, I mean musician sketch writer, right? Not
1: sketches. I was doing like wild, like getting kicked out of malls bit stuff you know what okay I mean? like Jackassy type shit yeah a little like be- i know i've never seen any. yeah maybe Canadian. a little laura long like tom green but yeah like tom green yeah, yeah, yeah i was doing like we were doing like wild band guy dvd uh, okay. stuff you know what i mean yeah some of some sketches but like fake not like scripted sketches not scripted yeah we were doing wild like lifestyle content kind of thing
0: fall follow- they were following you with a camera and you were just acting out and I was bringing
1: cam- I was just like Obsessed with making videos Like from a young age So I was doing I used to make All our music videos I used to make like um, And then I had like A company that did Like a million other People's music videos So I probably made Like hundreds of music oh, okay. videos And then I was doing uh, So yeah I would do These DVDs And then I had The cable access show Yeah. And with the cable access show There was like a Four of us And there would be Kind of a I don't know. Yeah, sketches wouldn't be the right word. We had like a lot of comedy songs. But and then, now you do sketches on YouTube. Now that's, I do sketches. So, th- so I didn't After know. that, then I was do- I did this show that was kind of like the Ali G show in Canada, mm-hmm. for the lack of a better comparison or whatever. Yeah. But every familiar. episode it was like I had to... Uh, like it was a fake reality show it was the like premise, but it was no all messing with real people. And then after that, I was doing these sketches for this website called The Hard Times because I kind of was in the band, and I was doing this music band con, and I met the dude from The Hard Times. And then we did all these sketches that went super viral. So it's like a punk music satire site. Okay. So we did, like, kind of kind of the stuff I'm doing now, but we did, like, a bass player support group, and I did, like, mm. Sound Man, The Art of Grumpy, like how I was a sound guys are. I was doing <laughs> these kind of, like, sketches about, like, little, uh, like a how concert promoters scam you like all these little kind of like band
0: behind the scenes yeah i was doing like...
1: sketches about all this little like funny like band stuff you know what i mean and then uh uh a cheating drummer like when you find out your drummer's been cheating on you and another bit like all that kind of shit uh... but we were, we were doing the, they were pretty wild and they, we went like we were going like crazy viral with these sketches and then because of that i started doing a sketch comedy series at cbc in canada so I had this sketch comedy call, show called Trontopia, that I was doing kind of that about uh Toronto-oriented stuff. Lot <laughs> of, a, a yeah. In this room, huh?
0: Fucking hell, we're good though. Um It's not throwing me off at all that people people walking in. Does throw you in. off a little? Yeah, yeah, just a hair. Um Yeah. So So I, do,
1: I was doing these sketch comedy about uh Toronto stuff uh, called Trontopia, and I had like, then I that was all going viral. So I was just like. I really like honed in on a how to like find a cultural thing that I thought was funny that no one said before and yeah, you're really also good at that. make it so make it funny so I was I kept doing all these sketches and I go viral we we're doing a chef image intervention like these ones were you know I these seven big fat like chefs who we were all tattoos and the one guy and the chef won't get like neck tattoos so they have to have like an intervention about his image. <laughs> kind of stuff like that and then uh some Toronto stuff like a in Toronto there's this thing all the bartenders think they're celebrities sort of, and we all uh, uh, so I did like this, cocktail
0: like, like Tom Cruise. Not, it's
1: it's honestly a, a Toronto thing that kind of doesn't exist. It's like honestly it's more like guys that look like me, uh-huh. but like they're kind of have Instagram profiles and stuff. But they're bartenders, you know. So we used to be like, yo, come by I'm pouring from ten to two. Tonight, oh like my god! So we I I was like saying all this stuff about that. So we did like I did this kind of series about this like celebrity bartender. He's like. Where he's always telling people where he's pouring, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I'll be pouring at the nightclub. Yeah, 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 like
1: he's DJing, right? So I was doing stuff like that, and then that was a CBC show, and then I did a few other CBC shows, and then then I moved to America, and then started my own YouTube channel doing that same thing about like current culture stuff.
0: And would you? I mean, like, would you want your own show, or would you want to be on like SNL? Uh,
1: No, that's like to me a perfect example of like. I don't know. To be honest, I bet you the best thing to be doing in five years doesn't exist yet. Okay. Like, that's why I'm very trying to be, like, tapped into Web3, tapped into, like... Web3? Just where, yeah. Oh, the
0: next generation. Yeah, just, like, what
1: the the next thing does look like. I try... So, you know, obviously, you know, podcasting is somewhat of, like, a mature entertainment form to some degree. Yeah. It's not quite, but, like, once you see people starting to get, you know, make real money, like once big companies start giving those big cutting, those big crazy checks, like that's a sign of some industries of mature industry. It is
0: weird that like for podcasts like Coke and McDonald's, I, I don't know. Maybe they are on some of the major, major podcasts like the, like uh, there's, the Office ladies—I don't know if you've heard of them—but like the ladies that were on the show, The Office—they have their own podcast. And they yeah, go I know over. the Office podcast. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, always sunny guys. Always sunny. Yeah. It's a
1: mature industry. I mean, you know, a lot yeah. of people made a lot of money, and they decided that you know let's they do get same. in on that too. No, I mean, I think that like you know even our relationship that me and you have like is a little bit like indicative, I think, of like what the world looks like in ten years. Like yeah. the world's gonna be to some degree, like made up of entrepreneurs and people with audiences that can sell products. That's like, that's
0: what we're trying to do is just But I think move, that's kind of like what it goes And like smaller little right? niche relationships where we work together and build a, build a brand and then other like influencers build other brands. Or I, I know we have like this whole community, like the kind of like the Skankfest community where it's like like-minded individuals. Sure. We're all into the same kind of thing, and that's why we sponsor you and Lewis J yeah. and the whole like. Yeah,
1: I think that even yeah, like I I think that that's like really smart that you did that because it's like the way to do it. Even like comedy, you'll see people that kind of have way bigger audiences, but you're like who that like, no one know like they're not re- like they're not like culturally relevant. Joe Cool, you know I, mean?
0: I don't know who Joe Cool. He's probably funny. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Sure, yeah. yeah.
1: But I mean, he's like he's. Bigger than what I'm saying, I say like maybe you know if someone's just seven popularity and someone's like a eight popular, I'm, I'm comparing like a little closer. But like there's, there is uh being like there's put it this way: there's people that have like way bigger audiences, but they draw less on the road because they're not like they're not like the guy in this one little space. Yeah, where it's like I think that I've always right now I have a lot of people that I'm like on my shows they're like yo you're my favorite comic. You well, I mean? uh, yeah. as opposed to, oh, we'll see that guy. Like, there's a lot of people that, you know, that uh, people go to their shows and they're 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 like, oh, we'll go to that guy's shows, but like, no one here. You're their favorite comedian. So I think that like being able to really tap in on uh, your you kind of like create create a space and own it, like which is what, that's why I'm kind of making the comparison. Right. It's like you almost create like a little space in comedy where like I'm making. I think what I'm doing is like with the street and sketch, the little thing yeah. I'm doing, like I kind of created my own little thing that I go, I'm the best in the world at this. And you're like, well, yeah, cause you're the only one who does it cause you created it. So it's kind of that, right?
0: Are, yeah. And you, you, you do podcasts, you do your sketch show. Like you basically uh, I'm running a little media company, I guess. Yeah. Right? yeah but then when did you start like doing comedy? Was it after, uh,
1: 13 years ago?
0: Oh shit. Yeah. Okay. So you were doing that the whole time then?
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it seems like it's kind whenever I talk about it, it feels like it's like a whole long story. But it's like the thing about to remember is like, you know, when you're famous in a band, you're 18. Like, you know what I mean? The whole, like, I was like washed up by the time uh, I was like 24. Like, you know okay. what I mean? Yeah, no. I so it's mean. just kind of that game is very, like, a very young game, right? So it's like, yeah, I, I had a whole like career. And then, yeah, when I was, I started the TV shows at 24 to like 27, that was like the era where I was doing those like half hour programs.
0: And, and you were doing comedy then that's when i started comedy okay at the same time yeah okay that's interesting because i just know like you were killing it on stage the other day and i feel like you really like come into your like own like i think
1: that happened probably like five years ago okay well yeah i was yeah well i, I was that. in america i was in america already no i wasn't right okay that's why i think that like um i that's why i think new york was cool like if like if you were in toronto we had our little club and i was there every single night for okay seven eight years you know and then by that point like i was getting it was getting really good and we were we were, had this little pocket of people in toronto like you know how all cultural movements happen in a little pocket like i was like i was developing this little style of comedy doing three three shows a night like fucking seven nights a week the same people and there's this one little club in, in canada right now there's about four people from Toronto that are all really popular right now. Every single one was one of ten people from this one little club.
0: That's weird how that happens. Not crazy.
1: And there's and there's people on TV. There's people at the the bigger club which we all quit. And all those guys are you know struggling to make a living. The four or five people that are selling out shows like in America. Every single one was one of like ten people at this tiny little club that we did three shows a week. So it's very cool. You started with like we, I didn't start comedy with them. This club opened okay. when I when I'd been doing comedy for six years. But it was like the fucking spot like i knew so at the time when i was like in bands and stuff i there was parts of my life where i always i kind of look back after and i go "Oh, that was like a really cool moment at the time but i didn't know do you know what i mean this i like knew like because i was like been doing this long enough i knew when i was in toronto i was like yo we're all this getting like special. really is- fucking good at comedy yeah and people were coming like that are into comedy and be like yo what the fuck is like you know just like that someone might see like a Skankfest lineup with like REJ, sh- like whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Like you might see that, but it was like happening, and it, it was like that in this little tiny place in Toronto, and everyone's like, "Yo, what? Fuck!" Comedy fans are like, "Who is this? Who are these guys? What is this place?" Yeah, and then I developed like a very specific style that I that was like, you know, my own and but a mix of all my friends' thing and just the way we kind of talk and our little idiosyncrasies, you know, the way that like, you know. All the Philly guys kind of have their like little thing that they invented. Boston like, guys, yeah. And, but yeah. we had our little thing that me and my. And then I came to New York, and I felt like everyone was very like, "Yo, who is this guy?" Like, you have like because I do comedy different than other people a little bit, right? Yeah. Obviously, there's crossover and this and that, but it's this kind of little thing you invented, and then you were killing every night. So I felt like when I moved to New York, it was kind of like I I I didn't feel that to me was like easy. Like I was like, yeah, I'll move to New York, like get past it, all the clubs, like mm-hmm. do what I'm doing here again. Like I'd already done it. I already knew how to like build a social media platform and go viral. I knew how to go murder at a club with my eyes closed. You know what wow, I mean? Like, Cause you've been doing it since you. Yeah. So I, I felt like no, uh, pressure. Yeah, no pressure, but also I, I, I didn't feel any like doubt that it would happen. That's how it was. I, geez, yeah. I
0: remember, but what, what, like somebody asked me, "Do you really think this is gonna be successful?" And this was like two thousand nine, maybe. We, I guess that's about when you started comedy. But I was there was no doubt. I mean, it was like I had a hundred percent confidence. Had you had
1: other ideas before that, like?
0: Yes, I did. So I I was a uh, keys.
1: So that's why you, yeah, you kind of knew like what works. Or what like you know what it feels like when it's like cooking
0: well it was interesting because i had this idea for like keys that were supposed to be like a jewelry because i was like looking at my keys and they're so bland and you carry them everywhere and we're always trying to show off shit. and i was like what if we had like these fancy keys and now you know, you might see a football team on them uh, or on a key, which is kind right. of representative what you're into. Mine were going to be more you like know the pro-
1: Problem of that? Pro- oh yeah, they'd have to be pretty expensive, right?
0: Yeah, and well, and I
1: was 20. How much would they? How, would, how much would like a key be?
0: It, I have it could have been about a couple hundred bucks, but yeah. it would have been a really cool key, and maybe people would steal your keys, I guess. But what I the problem I ran into, I really wanted them to be like these. It's hard stamped, to, you know, big return purchases. That there was, there was a lot of issues with the idea, but I, I never was able to get it made, you know. And you like, actually
1: just weren't able to figure it yeah, out, yeah. Because no.
0: I wanted, I was trying to make it so complicated. I wanted it to, to be like, you know, how a quarter has a, the stamp of the president or whatever on it. I wanted them to have like the stamp of maybe like Mickey Mouse or some sure. kind of figure. And kind of cool idea, yeah, yeah. It was, it, but it was, t- it was like right at the but beginning, you knew
1: you wanted to build a business, period. yeah, yeah.
0: But it, well, th- what I learned because I ended up giving up on it you know, cause it was too hard. I couldn't figure it out and I quit. And then about six years later, as actually, I was going about to go on my second deployment, which is when I came up with Sheath, but I walked into a uh, Home, Home Depot and they had like this little key thing and a kiosk. And there was all these keys with all these designs on them. And I felt like I got kicked in the stomach. Yeah. I was like, that was fucking my idea. Sure. And, and that's when I like, well, that's where I learned kind of like never quit. Because yeah and also quit, don't be don't
1: be married to the idea i feel like to me that feels like like i'm sure you probably feel like that less now but whenever i see someone like like even with uh like i don't know uh, what would be like a movie idea or something i gonna be like i have that idea you're like yo ideas are fucking a diamond yes. like it's like can can you fucking like run and execute like a movie production That's what we're do- like you know what i mean like yeah you of course you want to have a good idea but it's like that's why with stand-up it's like Yes, like there's a, like your topic or whatever, but really it's like your 14 years of like how do you stand and how do you speak and you're like the your hypnosis techniques on the audience mm. and you're like you know your perspective that's even said without your words like so there's so much more than just like the if you're like ever fixated on like one thing you don't really know how to like do this you know what, what I mean? is
0: what is a hypnosis technique you um, use or
1: something like just eye contact I actually or? don't like so i don't like study hypnosis no i know but i more mean like but what you do, you do like naturally because well a lot of it is like second nature but i mean an ex- example would be like i mean i think rhythmically even yeah, like you know what rhythm timing, you know what rhythm to like speak and pause at in order to like trick them like you know how if you wanted them to, if you want them to like internalize this and sit in it like what's the maximum amount, like down to the millisecond, but it's just like in your clock now, you know what I mean? Of how to, like when when you have the body's rhythm. I mean, one thing I always say is like being able to like talk to different people at the audience the same. Like, you know, I mean, if you're talking to a girl, right? Like I do a lot of um, saying one thing but i'm my body is saying the other thing like you know like the joke would be like you know if someone says like my dad died and you're like oh it couldn't happen to a better person uh, but like you said it like takes them a second to realize that you actually said i think i do a lot of like you know what i mean that's you're funny you're you're kind of like having people off balance which allows you to yeah, you're saying one thing and kind of your your uh your body language would be saying something else <laughs> but you're doing like a lot of these kind of things at the same time which kind of leaves people off balance and then you can play with that energy and stuff like that right
0: it opens them up to then now they're open to your jokes or whatever yeah you
1: kind of you kind of and i also have one thing that i do a lot with the audience is i i like because audiences are especially in like major cities where it's like where i kind of developed is they're they're like hip so they they, they're almost like too cool to get like uh like loosen up or something yeah yeah i mean first of all like if i I, and i'm probably the guilty of this too if i went on like a date to a comedy club you wouldn't catch me being like ah because i probably think i'm cool you know yeah Uh,
0: i fucking i roar and my wife is like calm down (laughs) yeah yeah
1: but like a lot of times i'll i'll make an audience think something and then have them go like oh and then then switch it to be like they were wrong and i'll kind of like switch them three times and then after you like trick them three times in a row that i feel like it just makes them like give up Like, they're like, it kind of makes the audience be like, you know what? Let's stop, like, trying to pretend we know where he's going. We're
0: going along for the ride.
1: Yeah, because you like, it's like they're trying to like, they're like, oh, I know where this and and I know where he's going with this. Yeah. Or they go, oh, uh, whatever it is, they think they know. And then just like rapid fire trick them four times and then force them to kind of just sit down and be like, all right, fine. We'll stop trying to know where you're going. Yeah. So I have like things like that that I do.
0: You have like this New York. Do you feel like you're, like, adopting the New York energy, or do you no. always have? You always have no, because I'm
1: still like fully formed as a human. Okay. Yeah, like I don't think that I've changed uh, my comedy style in New York. No, I have a, ve- like, I have a very, very like Toronto. It's just high energy, Toronto and I don't, I, I don't
0: it. know what New York energy is, but you're like I live in the mountains, and you know it's all like we're super chill. And we're I'm
1: more, very like joke oriented. So, like, underneath all my stuff, I'm very, like, punchline-oriented. And I think that, like, is a New York thing. So I think that's one of the reasons why, like, I fit in Come in New off York. that way, maybe. Well, I fit in in New York because everyone's very, like, joke-oriented. Yeah. L.A. a little less. so. Whereas, like, my, because I do comedy a little, like, British, you know, also, too. It's, like, there is, and you're, like, I always kind of say, I like, I'm kind of doing comedy a little. Like, it's almost very conversational. I feel like my jokes have to be, like, extra huge because I'm kind of, like, half-saying them okay so i need to have like i need to have like really good punchlines for me to be able to just kind of like oh.
0: you were i don't know you were i was watching you on the part of the problem you know with dave smith and yeah yeah that's that was that was really fun that's like probably one of my favorite podcasts i get a lot of my politics and news from podcasts and comedians Dave's smarty- Dave's a smarty pit he's
1: fucking on it you know you know but, what he's the best he's the best at like um whether you agree with him or don't agree with him, I think he might be one of the best in the world at like quickly dismantling someone else's point. Yeah. Like de- I don't know if it's even debating or like like just like anyone's like like has a take and he's like, "Well, that doesn't make sense because like he's it just like dismantles people's fucking viewpoints." <laughs> Do you guys hang out or, you know, like He doesn't I uh like I mean, we've hung out like a bunch of, in comedy and stuff like right. that. And I've done his show. Exactly. Uh, uh, Who do you hang out and, with in in New York? But I, but he, I, Dave's not like in the clubs like crazy right now. Right. But either am I right now? I'm okay. Like, that's just that's touring. like one of the that's why Skankfest and things like that is cool, because with uh, comedy, there is this like, every once you kind of get popular and you have your business and you're touring, you're running your company, it's like. You don't see anyone anymore because you're not. It's hard to be in the club seven nights a week. You just have to. You have to be able to do it a different way. So I do do like four shows, like two nights in a row when I'm back. But it's like, I I I I have to. It's almost like yeah. In a perfect world, I would like write every day, go do it every night. But it's like that's just like not an option. So it's like, you just have to be like way more disciplined. Of like, okay, I'm writing for three hours today. It's like. Like, for like, this is happening, and it's you like... You do that?
0: You'll sit down and write for three hours? Oh, how uh, often? Uh, I, all the time. Yeah. Okay. And do you... Like, how do you... But I would like, lo- Well,
1: I would love to have, like, more half ass ideas and take them to stage and figure it out, but it's like, I, these days, I really need to be, like, honest with myself of, like, if I write tons of stuff, I need to be like, okay, that one has a... Like, even though I think it's funny, that's a 4% chance of working. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't, like, bring 4% to the stage, then fuck around, because I just don't have, like... The time in my system to be to like operating out. like that, yeah. Like I have to, I have to be like, yeah, more honest about like thinking I'm cl- sitting closer to fifty fifty before I bring things to the stage. I have stage. all these ideas, Unfortunately, and, and I, I'll it like
0: it text Robbie the Fire Bernstein. I have all these like comedic thoughts, but. I- I'm not a comedian, you yeah. know, and, and I don't want to tweet them because sometimes they're a little bit too risky about yeah, like making an abortion. Like, or what? Exactly. Yeah. So I let you guys do that and then I sponsor you and I'll be like, wait, freedom of speech. Let them, you <laughs> know, and I don't know what they're going to say. We just had this lady do a, um, a YouTube video about sitting between two oversized people on a plane and how it, they were like basically touching her without her consent because,
1: Oh, uh, Sydney Watson.
0: Ah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And then we got these comments from our not, not emails from, the I thought it
1: going really viral right now.
0: Yeah. The customers are, one of the customers was like, I'm never going to buy from you again. I can't believe you would support someone like this. And I'm like, we don't, what fucking, did you do?
1: You don't oh, cause you just sponsor her.
0: Yeah. We, we sponsored that particular video if you know, and, and, someone saw it i guess they were a customer and now they're upset and and it's like i don't watch their videos before yeah, it's they not, put yeah not them my out. business yeah yeah and we let people do what they do the, and that's and i'm all about this freedom shit you know that's what i love about dave smith and you guys and all the people we work with it's because i hate the censorship and i and i'm pro non-censorship like let them do what they're going to do and i'm sorry if your
1: feelings get hurt but
0: it's not intentional
1: we're trying to like well, it doesn't work because like you know like again my business model like isn't built on like I need you know uh, everyone what? yeah like I I know I, I don't need uh like a, like a TV company to hire me like you yeah, know what I mean it's like yeah yeah when you're running like a little media company it's like yeah you have you're sponsors not... and you're selling tickets and it's like it it, it it actually is like that's why when people are talking about like freedom of speech and solutions and arguing about it like conservatives, liberals, always. Like, I really think the conversation is just, like, sort of stupid sometimes because... To me, I don't think that any government's going to do anything that makes it better or worse. And I don't believe the Republicans like freedom of speech. I, yeah. They, I know that that's. They like were the a, bad guys before. Now it's. I think I don't, they're all I, the same. I think they're the bad guys again well, now in a lot of places. I think fair they're just. Enough, yeah. I think for them, it's like a. it's like a They're aesthetic. all the same. It's like, a, it's like an aesthetic that they like freedom of speech right now. Right. But they don't. Like, you know what I mean? So, yeah. really, to me, the only solution for real is like building new systems. Like,. What's made comedy better is like it decentralizing over the last four years. Decentralization, yeah. Like that's what Individuals. Made, really, that's what made yeah. comedy better. Like companies didn't help. Fucking government officials talking about how they shouldn't... No, none of that helps. The only thing that helps is like great people building like new systems.
0: I just thought of this like comedy is like the new gangster rap and shit in a weird way <laughs> because you're like doing what you're not supposed to do and saying what you're not supposed to say. Sure, like, yeah. Fuck the police coming straight from the underground. Yeah, sure. You know? So, and that's, and I'm, and I was, I was listening to NWA at fucking like 12 or whenever it came out. And I'm still into that type of just, you know, kind of rebellious, kind of renegade shit, but pushing the it lines. It scratches like an edge. Yeah. It's just, it that's what, that's what I'm into. But yeah. And, and I hate like the thought police. Like, don't fucking worry <laughs> about what I'm sure. doing. Like, worry about yourself. It's getting. But they good. will it's always.
1: Like, that's why it's like. There will always be like, obviously it can get worse and it can get better. And sure. I prefer a government that has like a general, uh, you know, a a general freedom. Like Trudeau. But But it doesn't really work like that because it's like, then it just goes back. The truth is like, if you have a guy that like is like rubbing it in everyone's faces, all his like free speech policies, like I don't even like DeSantis or something like, well, if you live there, I'm sure it's good, but it's like, the like countrywide pushback of that is just the opposite. So it's mm-hmm. I don't know, I, and I do yeah, see like it going a like that. The only pro and con, yeah, yeah, so it's like a temporary thing that seems to make people feel like better if you agree. But really, it just caught. So I don't. know, To me, the only thing that would solve, um, like any the only solution possible for like internet censorship would probably be like um, more options. No, no, like a sorry, like a. a like blockchain based like platform that took off and was like the one, Yeah, you know, where you, there was no, you know, central governing body. Like I don't see any other option. Right. Like the the government, like getting involved and I don't know. Telling us how
0: to do it. Yeah. We could figure like anarchy. I I think that that
1: would be, I think that would be better for a second. And then once the next guy was in, it would be way worse. Like any Republican that's like, yo, let's have the government like get involved with the, like speech because then they'll like make it even or whatever. It's like, yeah, until the next guy's in and they will make and then it'll be like way worse. What are you like what are you talking or, or the same at least?
0: I wanted that I wanted an entrepreneur. I wanted a businessman. I don't want a fucking politician. And I mean, I didn't vote for Trump, but I was like into him because I wanted someone that would maybe like balance the budget and quit fucking overspending. You want someone that has
1: like fucking Silicon Valley kind of like Elon musk politics. Maybe
0: more like Elon Musk, not so much Yeah, I I agree with,
1: like, those. Because they're more, you know what they are? They're they're less, like, ideological and they're more, like, pragmatic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, I I, I do, I also generally find myself, like, if I was to, like, actually say what my politics are, I tend to, like, feel like I agree with kind of, like, Silicon Valley cowboy type guys, yes, you know?
0: A cowboy, not these people that are like slick talkers and fucking look all good and tell you what you want to hear and then do the exact opposite when yeah. they get into office, which that's a whole other thing, because they all do that. It's uh, up to this point, it seems like maybe not Kennedy, and then see what they did to him. LOL sure, yeah. we were talking about that on the show the other day. I I don't
1: know, yeah. That was like I know that Elon Musk is like a shit talker, but it's like honestly, like I does love kind of it. blow my mind like Whenever you hear him talk, and everyone like hates him so much, you're just like, I almost like don't even get it. You're just like, what is... What's your like, problem? Like, what's the? I, well, yeah, what's even, like? I don't even really get what the problem is.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I know like Bridget Fedacy. I love her. I don't. You know who that yeah, is? Yeah, I like Bridget. Yeah. She's the best. She, but she doesn't like Elon Musk. But you can't. Why doesn't I, she like him? I I don't understand why she doesn't like him. Girls hate him. Maybe because he's fucking all these bitches and getting the most. my much hates him too. too.
1: Like I, honestly, like he something about that guy rubs women the wrong way i
0: don't know why maybe
1: I right know. i don't know like fucking every yo and she can't even explain it she just fucking like hates him yeah
0: that's kind of and how, she, like
1: all her the whole thing is like the environment and everything and i'm like uh, that's kind of his whole deal and it's like well not the right way i don't know it's like i don't get why girls hate him so much i
0: yeah i'm inspired more you know i like I'm anyone even the kardashians or whatever people hate on them and i and i say think what you want but they're fucking killing it and if you're not if you're hating just be they're doing something be you could be inspired or you could hate on them and that and i choose to like that is look a, at what they've done and that's such of,
1: like a yeah a, the entrepreneur mindset versus like and like winner mindset versus not it's like yeah when you see someone doing something great does that like pump you up or piss you off that's right. such a like yeah divide and like Make sure you follow, or like, surround yourself with people that are this one, not that one. Who do
0: you surround yourself with that keeps you kind of like in the success moving forward? To and be all that? completely
1: honest, that was like one of the hardest things about moving to New York. Uh-huh. It's because, you know, I've been in this game now. When I moved here at like 33 ish, 34, 33, I, I, I'd been uh, doing, I'd been in this game since I was 18. So I had a studio in, um, New York or sorry a studio in downtown Toronto I had like employees wow. I had a I had a building where we had eight rooms and we'd t- collected all the rooms as people had left their leases so we had two floors Damn. of just filmmakers my whole squad um wow. then I had all the comedians that I would see every night and then I had like my like you know family was there. my best friend who was like He's like a super smart dude like really high up at uh, Amazon like dude like like for just really like good guy to talking to about everything and we would like always go to lunch like once a week and like and uh, moving here just like being like a guy and I don't know anyone anymore to be honest like that was one thing that I always had to try to fill that void of uh, yeah cuz I don't I didn't really have any good like sounding boards cuz uh, cuz I moved to a new country and didn't know anyone so now I have people a little better but it's not I feel like that's one of the biggest things that i'm always trying to optimize for because i am like operating at a disadvantage to people that have been here for 15 years yeah like even little things like i want to hire employees and it's like i know two guys that would be like perfect and i'm like yo i could literally say to this guy like quit your job um i will you know like work for me full time like and i have but i don't know the right person in america in canada i can already think of four people but i'm not set up to like get people green cards so it's like it's just I spent you spend your whole life like developing this network and then I kind of just like left it all so, it, I, that's one of the way I do think I am operating at a disadvantage than when I see other people. But
0: I have like a group of other business owners in my town that we and we supposedly get to together once a month and talk business, but it's been months since we've gotten together. But Does it help? Yeah, you know, it's like you're You can identify with each other. You're both. You might be having like economic challenges or triumphs, and we can talk about manifest like we do the woo-woo shit a little bit like manifesting and i so you believe
1: in manifesting
0: i i saw the law of attract i saw the secret that movie that people talk well i believe it
1: i just feel like that's anything though if you go oh i'm gonna spend the next like 20 years of my life only thinking about this like i i do yeah yeah, i do i mean yeah you're i don't think it has to be whimsical
0: no it doesn't but it's it's simplifies it i guess for the layman and i'm not like that genius or whatever and i was like okay if i focus on this one thing and think about it constantly what you think about you bring about and that's what i've done with sheath yeah and it seems to be working so then i'm like this proselytizer about it because it worked for me and i know it, like a lot of thousands of people maybe it didn't work for them but maybe they only did it for like three months and they were like, this isn't working or whatever. And so I'm like, I meditate, I visualize and I, I make vision boards. I don't necessarily do it as much as I used to, but I feel like that got me on the right path and I, and I'm just, I'm obsessed when I wanted to be in the NBA, I fucking played basketball all day, every day for seven years straight. And I sucked, I was horrible and I never got good, but it helped. So, so it doesn't work all the time, but. Um, and cause there's limitations and, yeah, duh, but yeah. I also developed a sick work ethic cause I had to work my ass off just to be out, just to make the B team. You know? Yeah.
1: Being, being like great at anything is the same like brain pathways. So, you know, obsession. It's like, yeah, that's why I think that as you get older, that's kind of what I'm saying right now. I, what I was saying earlier in the podcast is. I do feel like one of my things, it's almost the opposite. It's, I need to not be married to certain things and be a little more like water now that I'm, but I I think that's not true for someone who's 20 years old. I think 20 years old, it's like, it almost doesn't matter what, maybe even like a little younger, but like, it doesn't matter what you become great at. It just matters that you become great at something because you'll, you'll do every, you'll become great at everything else the same way. So it's like you, you're, you're building like systems in your mind of how to, how to like, uh, masters things yeah
0: it's transferable to yeah. whatever the next thing was yeah so when when basketball didn't work out when the key thing this is you know didn't work out i it it always moved like when i i, I was in like corporate office uh, corporate jobs and then i joined the army and every job i had since I, I always like excelled because I don't know I just fucking work hard and yeah
1: I'm not what are some of the skills you like transferred from before that you like what are, is there anything like with building sheath that you're like this other lesson that I learned before like came in handy I mean or?
0: for like when my corporate jobs I was doing like accounting shit and payroll stuff so working with spreadsheets and organizing so information. That was something when I was in the army, I was, you know, being a leader, I took like leadership courses, training, and I really excelled in just the physical fitness aspect of it. Because when you're amongst your peers, there's like I have like a competitive drive and I won. I beat everyone in basic training and the physical fitness test amongst 260 people. And. I'm not, you know, like this. You seem like like
1: a tenaciousness in you, though. I
0: have, it's heart. You know what I mean? It's just like I have a a heart of a lion and I will, and I don't want to lose. So, you know, I'm now that I'm with Sheet, though, and I have, we have other competitors. You may have heard of some other underwear companies that have like a pouch system. And I kind of like, I don't look at them as I need to, dominate them anymore it's more like we can be in this space together and kind of grow to this new evolution they're almost helping yes create awareness yes
1: yeah because they're almost helping
0: like the legitimacy sorry yeah yeah yeah, i mean well yeah
1: you i'm sure you've thought about it more than i am right now so you have the like words for it but like yeah it's like uh you're it's like a a band that's like a new genre. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that, that, it's not just that one band gets famous. It's like the genre gets famous. And then if you're one of the early people in that, you know, that's why I think about this too. It's like, you know, the same way you think about bands, you're like, you you don't go, Oh, uh, you don't say like, you don't really say some 41. You're like, remember those pop punk bands Mm -hmm. and that's one of them. Right. Yeah. And everything is like a little scene like that. Right. And also, you know tech was that it was you know all these little guys in these little pockets right so game fest would be that would be like you know this is a a, a moment in comedy right mm-hmm. and i get that people all the time where it's like you know uh people that would be, be like a big fan but they're like yeah I like oh i love like your shit and uh kyle dunnigan and tim yeah, Dillon, I mean, like or whatever yeah, right yeah. and it's like yeah i like like that little fucking like group of guys like they see it like that because like, that's how people organize things in their brain right
0: yeah you're not scared that they're going to bring you down because you're all kind of lifting each other up no way...
1: it's the complete opposite like if, if if they if they started watching his stuff they're like oh i like guys like this yes. is there any more right and then they were like well this other guys like it's they're a little different but he's like in that world and, the, and then they find you like yeah, yeah it's a it, it gets some all it's like they're bringing in a customer to the whole thing you know
0: I didn't mean to cut you off earlier i was like filling in your words um that can whatever but yeah you get the point and for sure yeah i i mean i do want to dominate them i mean i want to be the best i don't want to dominate them like i'm reading this book by steve jobs that lewis j actually uh recommended to me it's just his auto his biography and he wanted to you know be the computer domination he wanted to dominate the computer space and but and he did in a way you know like this thing right here was his like weird vision he said he wanted to have a computer that you could hold in your hand and yeah. That's it. um, It's such a fucking good book. I'll be reading it and I'll fucking just start crying because... He gets you hyped up? Yeah, it's so fire. And my team is hating it right now because I'm kind of taking on some of the... You're going to be an of, asshole? A little
1: bit. I don't like that. Steve well, but, I don't either. Stuff. No, no, no. I don't either. Yeah. I don't like
0: that part of him. I don't want to be that part. But the vision, the making a dent in the universe, that fucking obsession on creation, creating something that's going to last forever... Um and we have this company where we can make a difference. And we can, we like people tell me that we change their lives. And I'm not fucking joking. It's weird. Like they'll, they'll, they start getting fit, they have more confidence. And I don't, that's not why we started it. You know, I was just trying to make people more comfortable. But it now it's kind of taken on a more of a life of its own. And I, and I get to, yeah,
1: because it has like a lifestyle component. Yes.
0: Yeah, and I didn't see that at the beginning, but and and this oddly it allows me to have a conversation with you. This is like surreal, uh, you it's know. Sick, yeah, yeah. Oh,
1: we've talked so many times. That's I know, the
0: but it's just it's wild that I'm in a position, and I don't necessarily think I would do. Yeah, that. Yeah, just, just seems
1: like so like random the connections that are like brought together from like if you, what the bare bones of what you actually did. Yeah, yeah.
0: I could just and. You know the Geo kratom guys; they're all, they're kind of just like staying in the in the dark, you know. And they like stay out of it. But I'm like, I'm gonna, I want to I want to play yeah, they kind of do. Yeah, yeah. And they're cool. We're supposed. But to they're
1: ask- also like a little more on the margins of what the rules are. And the I know, creative. like yeah, yeah. I, I get like if you're running a yes, you know I what I mean. They're a thing. little on the margins. Like you're selling underwear. They're like, is this
0: uh, you know it's barely legal? Yeah, kind of right. <laughs> like. Yeah, because I actually, it sucks because one of my friends sells Kratom and he's been doing it for a while. He's in that CEO group I was talking about. He flies to Indonesia and back and he, I, I've never had to buy Kratom because they all, he, and I don't really take it, but I have in the past. It helps you come off of opioids. If you're on opioids and you're trying to get off, go to your Kratom.com, use promo code, whatever, and uh, get that $60 sure. kilo. But so it, there's some benefits to it, and then you can transition off of that. I, I found what was my point that my friend does it, and he would tell me like, "Oh, they just fucking passed this law, or there's the, they're putting together a bill, or it's gonna ban it in the state of Colorado." So, That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, it's a little he's always a little always,
1: murkier. Mm-hmm. I think if you're you can only fight so many battles. If you're fighting like that battle, do you also want to be fighting like? get in trouble for your tweets battles like right and
0: putting yourself out there right exactly yeah yeah. and you just want to like stay low low low-key
1: i think that like yeah you just you can't be fighting on fucking 20 friends right with properly yeah
0: no but you okay you ever see
1: those people on the internet where you're just like yeah this guy's in a fight with like six guys (laughs) like it's almost like a manic spiral at that point
0: it was like the guys that were fighting blind. I don't know if you were watching, we were watching the guys in the ring yesterday. They had blindfolds on and dog collars on and they were like spinning, trying to fight each other. And Lewis <laughs> knocked one of them out. It was kind of funny. <laughs> he wasn't blindfolded. I that I love, you know, the like UFC and fighting and the discipline and entrepreneurship, because it like, like fighting, you have to, focus you that's what you have to focus on that one thing you can't be over here making movies and shit that much yeah and still be great of course at, at being, not not
1: well you're in your fucking really yeah not yeah. while you're trying to be the best that's what you just described is the thing that i struggle with like the most these days is re- like yeah because i have a business model that requires me to like be the best in the world at something yeah but you're killing it but continue. thank you but like I'm also competing in the business space with people who don't have to do that part. Like, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So they're just being comedians, just running a fucking, or just running a fucking internet business, or like whatever. You know, just running a podcast business, like whatever it is that doesn't have to, you know, do also then. Okay. also make the like, you know, tr- compete at like the highest level of the in the the world in something that's really hard. I know. At the same time, so it's like that is something that I'm always oh, like like,
0: split you're splitting yourself in four different directions yeah
1: and so it's like how do you uh what's the like answer to Excel. that and you're tr- trying to build teams to you know like to supplement you but the, at the same time like building teams takes just as much energy so yeah yeah it's so those are, that's my biggest like um challenge. like I, I don't want to say struggle because like but it's struggle but there's always a struggle so yeah it's. I think that I used to look at things um, when people are bad. The not right way to look at things is kind of be like, "Oh, this sucks so much." The, the real answer is like, "Yeah, this is that's the game. Like, this is hard. You know what I mean? Like, when people are like, "Oh, I can't get oh, the sketches right, right, to go right. viral," you're like, "Yeah, that's the game. This is hard. You need to yeah. figure that part out." Like, stop Keep pumping. There it is out no though. easy answer to this. Like, yes. So there is. This is hard to build a system and also do this thing. And but that's the thing that I think about the most is how to do it. Hmm.
0: I'm. I'm thinking about like these rings right now, and you and of levels of whatever you have. Like Rogan, sorry, at the top or whatever, and then like um, Andrew Schultz and stuff like that. Are you? Try. Do you try to get on those shows or? I've done Schultz's show. You have done Schultz's show. I yeah. don't watch every podcast. I don't. I don't probably,
1: probably would pass on Rogan, but yeah, um, fuck
0: Rogan. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. know that I,
1: I think this is like one thing that. It's like, uh, I don't watch Schultz. It is show. what it is. Yeah, yeah. Schultz is the man, dude. He's been very like helpful to me. Good, good, New good. America, okay. Well, it's like one thing that, like, when I have these, like, it is, yeah, obviously I, I met Rogan recently. I went to do Tony Hinchcliffe's show and he introduced nice. me or whatever. Oh, but, like, no. dude, I just showed up to this country, like, two years ago. And, like, a lot of it is that I just, these people have known each other for 10 years and I just yeah. don't know. Yeah. And anyone. how do you,
0: and, like, I'm sitting in the green room down there and I'm like, I don't want to go, like, overstep my th- and like try to be like force my way into it. It's kind of, you have to like, let it kind of happen naturally. And you're, yeah, there's a
1: natural yeah. way to do things. And yeah. you know, the, it's always got to equal, like how much are you, you know, asserting yourself into the mix versus how much you're actually growing and you're, you're, uh, doing your own you thing. matter. Like, you know what I mean? Like you can, I think that you try to be in tune with that the same way as an audience. Like you said, like, yeah, you're right. Like, don't be, you know, you're, your business that you're growing, no one cares. Like your comedy's not that good, and you're always like around. Like there's, there's a lot of comics that do that. You're like, they're always like around at the clubs, kind of like network networking, or whatever. But you're like, yeah, but you're not like really good at comedy, right? Like, yeah. And it's you don't want to be a dick, but it's like, you if you're kind of like not popular on the internet, or you know, you don't have like a fan base, and you're like not like killing where it's like, it's like your your instinct should know you have no business like going and trying to introduce yourself to everyone. Like it's yeah. just what are you doing? So it's like, it, it sounds That'd like gross, gross when you have to like yeah. say these things out loud, but okay. it's almost like, yeah, of course. You know what I mean? Like if some, if you're like some broke dude that girls don't like, don't just be like at a party, like trying to hit on every 10 out of 10, like just have some fucking like awareness of wh- where you You're trying to, get to build things. yourself up.
0: I mean, yeah. yeah, keep building your profession and then if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, you're going to do it You'll on your own. You'll be great yeah. and like
1: try to build your thing and then people and then help other people and like, you know who is the person that will help you at the right time without it being weird, you know? Yeah. Like, a lot of times it's people want to help other people, but, like, how does it look for them? Like, would it, would it be cool for them to be like, oh, there's this fucking new guy, Ron Long, you should check him out. And it's like, did you make it cool so it's actually kind of cool for them to show your shit? Because, you know, like, I feel like that with guys like Curtin, Carl, Kyle, like, we're probably in the same, like, you know, yeah. doing interviews or whatever. But, like, yeah. yeah, like, you want to tell someone about him because it's cool. Yes. You know what I mean? And then if they're, like, become a big fan it was like oh that was cool ryan long like put me on to them because so you want to make yourself have like value to other people
0: yeah yeah and it's not just be like help this dude even though he sucks or here's something. a perfect
1: example like i've i've had this both ways but like i've had people that have been helpful to me and then for the next t- two years you tell everyone like oh no people will be like let's say he's more popular right um and then the more popular you get the more people might be like Oh, that guy's not that good. Then you have like an army of people like me being like, no, I'm telling you that guy's like the man. I mean, that's Rogan, the king of that. How much hate does he get? And he has an army of people But there's like, no, I'm telling you, you're wrong. He's the We're, fucking man Yeah, yeah. because he helps so many people. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. I like So that. I try to have, you know, I've, I have, I try think, to help people. Dude, I think you go to Toronto. I think you would not find one person that isn't like, no, nah, Ryan's the fucking dude. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, good. Always, yeah, me too. Dude, I had series. I put every one of my series is I gave people money. You know, you everything right so
0: yeah you want to help people again it's like karma in a weird way also not that you're trying to like do yeah that. it's like
1: it's karma it's like a good way to be and it's like a fucking system that you could do that like makes sense forever yeah it's a part
0: it's a principle i think of even just success you don't. You, it's yeah. like a crazy thing not to do it would be insane to like
1: run your life any other way
0: especially if they're good you know, yeah. and they, I, the only reason you wouldn't do that is because you're scared that they're going to uh, surpass you. And they take, you know what I mean? Take what you got. You yeah. Know, take your shine. And that's, a, you don't want to be living in fear. You want to fucking li- live in abundance. This is another a principle. it, Starva-
1: Yeah. You do not want to have this fucking like starvation mindset. No. I have that with like, I, I know a lot of people that I'm always like. I'm more aggressive with it. I go, stop like thinking like a fucking poor person. Like, I kind of. Yeah. You yeah, know, I, I've had a lot of people in my life like that where I there's a like, mindset. Even just the way that they think of like money or whatever, you'll see the way people think of like, okay, I have this account and I need to put my this money in this account and this money in this account. And it was like, yo, this is fucking like poor people's shit. Like, yo, if you, and it's not about like being rich is better or being poor. Like, it's more just like, yo, you're thinking like someone that. Ha- that isn't like winning and you need to fucking understand like have the mindset of a winner like stop, st- h- don't waste energy on 13 dollars i know like it's you go it's easy to say but it's like yeah but it is like when i was fucking broke like work harder it's how you get out of that you don't get out of that fucking trap by being more of it
0: yes <laughs> yeah and i used to be in that mindset too i think when i was younger and now i'm i've i just i've read these books that kind of Po- you wouldn't to- be
1: spending money on fucking sketches if you had a poverty mindset because you'd be like, that's crazy. Like, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
0: I, it was cool to see you, and I don't know how we're doing on time, but like with J.P. Sears.
1: 120 now.
0: One t- okay, well, damn. We're, 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 okay, oh, shit. Um, let's, we'll, we'll, we'll wrap it up here in like five. Yeah. Um, like J.P. Sears, Shane Gillis. You know how
1: fucking, when I went to his house, they were like fucking, I think it's like, like I live in New York, and you just spent like you know I have a studio that's tiny little studio, it's three grand a month. And then my house is like I went, I remember going to his house, and it was like you look up these houses in Austin, it was like six hundred grand mansion, and I was just like, what are we doing in New York?
0: Yeah, no, it's insane. The the, the cost of living is is ridiculous. I wouldn't. Even, I, I lived in California, and I had to leave because I was like, I'm never going to be able to buy a house there. But that J- was, no,
1: JP's is uh, crushing it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, just it's the, you're obviously crushing it because you're. He wanted to, you know, you guys collaborate. He's together. been another
1: guy. It's like, yeah, reached out early, being like, yo, your shit's super funny. Blah, that's blah, blah, blah. why I reached out you to you to too. I,
0: I, I hope I would never, I would never want to be offensive, but you know, because you're doing your thing, and it's just it's cool to see you working with these other people that are. I'm also a fan of, and like. Of course, yeah. And you're growing. I mean, you're gonna build each other up. In in the long run, and it's a it's a beautiful thing. I love watching what you do. I love all your videos on YouTube. Check them out, Ryan Long on YouTube. Check it, Ryan Long comedy. Um,
1: If uh, when the fans here that like sheath buy the underwear, boys cast the code you want to go with.
0: Yeah, boys cast exactly. (laughs) Oh no, sorry, Ryan Long. (laughs) Both we got a couple of codes for you. We got a couple of codes. Boys cast. Shout out to Danny, your boy. He's always helping you out with the sketches. Um, I really appreciate you taking the time to come on here. Yeah,
1: you're the man, dude. It is a fun like chance to get to hang and fucking chat outside of the whole uh, chaos. You I know? know
0: you, and you've been just talking to everybody. I can't. I don't know. You must. Yeah, be I'm my voice. You. i like he's not you, but like everyone's got to be on like some Adderall or some shit just to be keep hanging. But you got the natural high energy. Again. Thank you
1: yeah i have a uh, you know what i do i i do get um excited by like uh like you know good humor and like good hangs and stuff like that so i do i will be getting tired then like some then like column will fucking run in like fucking and i'm like let's go <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know? exactly you get hyped up by energy <sighs>
0: Yeah, when I first got here, somebody was like, "Are you General Robert Patton?" And and I was yeah. like, "Fuck yeah, this Hell is yeah. this is pretty cool. I like it." So we're having a good time. We're gonna finish it up. Today's the last day. It's Skankfest.
1: I'm going to Charlotte,
0: and then you're going to be in Charlotte next.
1: Yeah, Don't one straight from here to tour
0: tonight or tomorrow? tomorrow
1: morning, which sucks. But well, I went straight here from tour. I would like. Uh, yeah, when do you, can you do you get a chance to like recoup? right now? This month is bad. This month is like. Poorly managed.
0: Do you meditate or anything, or you just sleep really good? I don't meditate, okay. uh, but
1: I do run okay. every day. Um, how long do you run? And I'm tr- I do have like some, you know, systems that I try to use to like organize my brain, but I find like meditating it's difficult. <laughs> I'm just, I think that like, you know how you kind of uh, even with stand up, there's certain jokes where I'm like, I know how I look to the audience. It's like that's not me. It's like, dude, I'm like, I don't think I operate like that. Like I almost like constantly to yeah. the point where like I don't believe i almost don't believe it. Like, but I know people swear by it. But so I think maybe it's just not for me, but it's like, maybe later I, know, in I, life, it I just work. started
0: a year ago and it, it definitely helps kind of just like calm everything down and it gives you more energy in a weird way. I, I
1: wish I could make this work for me. Transcendental
0: meditation. When the time comes, you'll, you'll know. I've heard from everyone yeah. what you're saying,
1: but for me, it's like, I just sit there and I go, What are we doing here? (laughs) Uh,
0: I got got shit to do. And we got shit to do. So we're going to wrap it up. Thank you, everyone. Again, this is the Robert Patton Global Podcast with Ryan Long. We'll see you next week. Peace. Peace.